Buckle up, friends, and welcome to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Deb, otherwise known as Mocktail Mom, a retired wine drinker that finally got sick and tired of spinning on life's broken record called Detox to Retox. Let this podcast be an encouragement to you if alcohol is maybe a form of self-care for you or you find yourself dragging through the day waiting to pour another glass. I am excited to share with you the fun of discovering new things to drink when you aren't drinking and the joy of waking up each day without a hangover. It is an honor to serve as your sober fun guide. So sit back and relax or keep doing whatever it is you're doing. This show is produced for you with love from the great state of Kentucky. Thanks so much for being here and big time cheers. Hey friends, it's Deb. Welcome to Thriving Alcohol Free. I am so excited. I'm out of my mind because today my guest is actually somebody that I have followed from minute one when I stopped drinking. Minute one back in, well, it was De- well, it was December 31st was my first day alcohol free. And I think when I started my Instagram account was in January. And Josh James is the owner of Ocean Beach Cafe. He is here with us today. Josh, how are you? I'm so happy to have you here. I'm doing great. I'm really looking forward to this morning and super stoked to be here. And oh my thanks gosh. For, thanks for putting this together. I, I can't wait to talk about all the things. There's, there's, there's so many super exciting things to talk about. Stoked to be uh, here. Oh, thank you so much. I love following you. You keep it so fun. And that is totally what I like. It's like, I want to bring the fun. The fun is not over just because we're not drinking. And so I just love your vibe and I love everything that you bring to this space. And you actually, your cafe was what? One of the first non-alcoholic bars in America. Am I right? Yeah, we were, we were number three. It was Awake Denver, Sands Bar with Chris Marshall. Okay. And then I, I okay. opened up and then it was essentially spirited away in New York for the bottle shop as well. And then Mel Open Road, um, that was kind of us in the in back in the beginning when when the <laughs> back earth in the was dawn being, of time when the earth was being formed. <laughs> when the earth was being formed and on the seventh day the Lord didn't rest he built non alcoholic <laughs> bars. <laughs> okay, so you opened in January of 2021, and how long have you been living an alcohol free lifestyle? How long have you been Josh the non alcoholic? Yeah, I started. I, I decided to take a year off drinking December uh, 2019. And okay. we didn't know COVID was coming then. And then in January, uh, a month into it, my brother was like, maybe you should think about going to the Friendship House in San Francisco. I was in Asheville, North Carolina at the time. Okay. And, um, and so I was like, I, it's, it's not hard for me to not drink, which I'm super stoked about. I know I'm going yeah. for the whole year. Great. But I don't want to be where I'm at, and I got nothing to lose by going to this um, inpatient uh, Native American-based rehab program in San Francisco. But it started oh. December of 2019. Okay, okay. And so that's what got you to San Francisco? You're not from San Francisco? I'm not from San Francisco. I'm actually from a Native American tribe about eight hours you? north of here on the Oregon-California wow. border. It's up, up in Smith River, California. And I grew up there the first 12 years of my life. And then I lived, we lived in Hawaii since I was 12 and I did almost 20 years in Hawaii. And then I bartended, bartended in a bunch of major cities after that. Okay. I can't, all right. We're going to talk about your bartending. Okay. I used to live in San Francisco, ironically. I live in Kentucky now. So, but I used to live um, on Lincoln Way, right on Golden Gate Park. 
And so very familiar with Ocean Beach, Ocean Beach, which should be called Fog Beach, right? Because most of the time it's foggy. <laughs> so not, all, not every day, right? <laughs> Even when the earth has hit a record temperature, it is still foggy <laughs> on, on this part because in the dawn it's, of earth, the fog was thick. <laughs> so crazy. It is crazy. It is funny though. When I lived in San Francisco, you always knew who the tourists were because it'd be June, you know, and they'd be wearing a uh, San Francisco sweatshirt because they had not come to California thinking it was going to be like winter, right? Didn't Mark Twain say like the coldest winter he ever spent was a summer in San Francisco? There it is. You got it. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold in San Francisco in the summer. Okay. So, um, all right. So you get out of the friendship house. How long were you there? I was three and a half months, and three and a half months. Okay. I could I could have left at any time. Uh, it was uh-huh. hard of COVID, and it was definitely oh, wow. there where I was like, I had this moment that was absolutely life changing. I'll never forget it. I was in mm. a bunk in this place, and I was like, Oh my goodness, I am going to review non alcoholic beverages. I'm gonna like find them. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around. I'm gonna. I'm going to find all the best stuff and like let people know what it is. I, it was this huge moment and it was about a month and a half later when I left. And then I went and got a athletic run wild IPA. I, I actually went to New York for about three weeks and I got it there and I was like, cracked it open, drank it. And I was like, oh, this is so on. And then that's how Josh the non-alcoholic was born. Really? Really? And did you know, you knew there were non-alcoholic, did you know there were non-alcoholic spirits? Did you know about, like, when you were bartending? Is that something you were familiar with? There wasn't at that time, 2020, early 2020. Um, but I had taken, like, two weeks to four weeks off of drinking several times. And one of the last times I did that was when I was in North Carolina. So, And I was, like, kind of putting together a business proposal for a potential non-alcoholic lounge in Asheville. And um, so I actually did some research. I remember at the time um, I I was writing this proposal down and I was putting all these ideas and doing research and like Curious and Ken were like the main ones that were coming up at that time. And which is also actually really cool because they're also like those adaptogenic like elixirs that are really original in flavor, not copying the alcohol world. There's a lot of things there that like, what I'm really into now and they that's what they were doing from the beginning which is kind of interesting but it's uh that's when I started looking into stuff awesome okay so if somebody is brand new to the non-alcoholic space are there certain I don't know mock, do you call them mocktails or non-alcoholic do you call them non-alcoholic cocktails do you care some people care I don't care <laughs> obviously um, I like mocktails I'm mocktail mom <laughs> Yeah, totally. but it doesn't matter to me. I don't care what people talk. I don't care what people call it. But yeah, I know there's like all this controversy about the name. Yeah, yeah. super relevant uh, conversation right now. I've um, I, I call them non-alcoholic cocktails, and uh-huh. but the, and mocktails will still be a word that's being used. I like to think yeah. that that will be used to describe what they've typically been in the past, and yeah. those could be like overly sweet drinks that are juice based on a certain section of the menu, and. Yep. Um, that will continue to define that. It will also be the main keyword for any Google ads and Facebook ads. If you know a little bit about that stuff, you need keywords to target people and get people interested. That is absolutely True. the word I would use because mm-hmm. I would I would need to get I would need that that word. And it's it's also kind of like the word mixologist. It's like I would never call myself a mixologist, and most all career bartenders that I know also wouldn't. But okay. 
they definitely need that word. It, that word okay. will be used in press. That word is what people will search as a keyword again. And um, so it's, it, it kind of reminds me of that. And, um, but what has happened now is this new market has amazing cocktails. The drinks on my cocktail list are 14 to $18 from the most interesting beverages you ever tasted. Um, those are definitely not mocktails. Um, yeah. Those, these would be non-alcoholic cocktails um, the, the way that I see it. Now, and if there's another word that gets used, let's say zero proof cocktails is the one that ends up making it, or maybe yep. sp- spirit free ends up making it. Um, we don't know. The, the industry will continue to mature. And as those things work, they just kind of flesh themselves out over time. And then we'll know what the main phrase that is being used. But that's I like, so true. I like non alc right now. It's kind of quick and yeah. um, it's, uh, it's working for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting, right? What do you think in five years where things will be? I mean, things are so different from when you started January 2021, started Ocean Beach. So how where will things be in five years? It'll be so different. It's a great question because so Gen Z, half of them aren't drinking statistically. So imagine mm-hmm. that's t- drinking age, that's 21 to 24 right now. And in five years, they're going to be 26 to 29 and 30 and whatnot. Think about that even less of them drinking, the generation below them not drinking as much. So it will be very commonplace to have a non-alcoholic beer on tap. It'll be yep. uh, very commonplace to have non-alcoholic cocktails on menu. It'll be really neat to see like what stuff Gen Z is super into, yeah. probably brands that we haven't, haven't even come out yet. And so it's going to be really exciting to see what they get after because I'm pretty sure, I don't, I don't think they're going to be like, Oh, I want a non I want a non-alcoholic Manhattan. Can you make me one of those? I think they're going to be more into stuff that's like how many milligrams of L-theanine and ashwagandha are in that cocktail <laughs> or or some yeah. other nootropic and adaptogen that yeah. we haven't heard of yet. So that, that, that's those true. are some of the things that I can kind of see coming up. Yeah, yeah, where the trends are going. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned that most bartenders don't call themselves maybe a mixologist, but you are up for an award. The NA Mixologist of the Year, best one in the Sandsbar um, uh, Awards. Uh, yes, Academy think, Awards, the Sandsbar Academy the Awards. Academy Awards, yes. It, I think both of us are on that list. I saw you and I, I voted for you, Josh. You got oh, my vote. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if votes are supposed awesome. to be, you know, you're not supposed to talk about who you vote for, but I did vote for you. <laughs> That's so cool. So, I when, yes. that, when that came out, like I felt that one. And Aww. it was the same Aww. week that like wine enthusiasts had wrote about best um, bottle shops in yeah. the country. So I got both yep. of those in that week. And I was just like, Oh, well, and things Aww. are a little different this week. And I'm just going to like celebrate the small wins. I recommend people do that. Just like try yeah. to step back for a second and be like, you know, this is yeah. a good thing. And, and there's good things happening and, and celebrate the small wins. I love that because sometimes we get so, you know, in the mix of like there's difficulties or, you know, I'm sure like you're running the shop. So like product doesn't arrive or delays or, you know, just difficulties of running a business and to celebrate those wins because you are having them. You are having those wins, you know, you don't, you don't always celebrate them. So yes, I'm celebrating with you. We need to send you the trophy. So yes, you were in, you were in the wine enthusiast article by Hillary Scheinbaum. Yeah. She actually was my guest. Um, she, I just interviewed her yesterday for the podcast. Oh, so cool. All right. Yeah. That's a neat yeah, connection yeah, to have. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a great chat with her, but um, okay. So if somebody's brand new to non-alcoholic drinks or to the non-alc, 
what um, what are some basic mocktails maybe you would recommend for them to be able to make at home or um, suggestions you would have for them? Yeah, every consumer needs to be educated, I've learned, and that's what I do 10 hours a day, every day, um, as Ocean Beach Cafe. So people coming in from the beach, I'm a, the beach is right there, and I'm, I'm like the food spot and the coffee spot, which are basic human needs that are super important. And yeah, then yep. they come in and they see all these bottles, and we let about 90% of the customers know before they leave, all of those bottles are non-alcoholic. And so I get to see reactions all day long, like, what? Really? Wow. What, huh. what, what's, what's good? Is, is that gin what? And like, what is wow. that? And, and so um, as far as making cocktails, um, there's, a, there's some new categories, which are uh, pretty cool because um, they have things in them that can like de-stress the body and they can also mm. be drank by themselves. And so it makes it super easy. I think that'll continue to be even more proliferated where it's like you can get these, I've been seeing treat culture. So like Bond Buzz just, just launched their RTD in an eight ounce can and it's got a whole bunch of milligrams in it. And what does that mean? There's um, ashwagandha or L-theanine or rhodiola, um, things that de-stress the body. I, I kind of like mm. that kind of stuff because it, it's a complex cocktail, is not trying to mimic anything in the alcohol world and also has adaptogenic properties that can de-stress the body and they're just super tasty. Desois, uh, Katy Perry came out with Desois and that's another one that's like, there's these little treats that um, you may even feel a little something, but like in a good way. And that kind of stuff makes it super easy. Gia, another one, like it's just an amazing flavor profile. Mm -hmm. Next to that, you can find things um, that you, you can, you can have in like, mixed with a seltzer. That's the next easiest thing to do. You have two ingredients and there's some real like aperitivo herbal and bitter things like that Gia might be good for that. And, mm-hmm. um, and then like the new stuff like Droma, um, they have one that'll kind of pick you up and one that'll like calm you down. And the last thing I'll say about that is as a pro tip is the next step after a two ingredient cocktail is a three ingredient cocktail. Like if you get something like a I don't care what it is, non-alc whiskey or gin or tequila or mezcal, make a sour with it. And those are super easy. It's, it's two ounces of your base spirit. Let's say it's cut above mezcal, which is amazing. It's like one of the best analogs. Um, and then two ounces of cut above mezcal, three quarter lime and a okay. half ounce of rich simple syrup. Like that is a super easy drink to make. If you want to make that a margarita, get all the bitter orange and put like three dropper fulls in there. Then you have like an orange liqueur in there. Now nice. you have a margarita. Um, it's, it's, it's like the third step up. And then as bartenders, we like to like use fourth ingredient and fifth ingredient modifiers to make really, really interesting, fun, complex cocktails. That is so awesome. Okay, and you said RTDs, which for anybody who doesn't know is a ready to drink. So it's just like a can that's ready to go. They're not even having to mix anything at home, right? They can just kind of open it up. Okay, tell me the secret because in a lot of your videos, you open up cans and then you pour them holding it with one hand. How do you do that magic? Do you tape it to your hand? What are you doing there in your videos? Do you know what I'm talking about? How you how you pour the cans and you're just like holding it in your palm? How do you do that? Yeah, that's uh, that's my move. <laughs> Is That's, that a secret? Uh, <laughs> Is that a trick that you learned in, in bartender school? No. No, there's, um, 
<laughs> no, no, no bartender school. Um, <laughs> Can we learn that? Could the average girl, average guy, learn that? <laughs> yes, I, I, I teach people that one, and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a process of suction. Um, that that goes on the hand, and there's there's a technique where you can slide it into the middle of your hand and make your okay. hand real tight, and you get a really really tight suction on there. And like um, cupping, it's like cupping with a um with an RTD. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like is. it's like you can you can do cupping with an RTD now. <laughs> That's what we should do, Josh. You should do it all on your back, like do cupping with the, with a bunch of RTDs. Yes. <laughs> okay, I love that. I have to. I have to learn how to do that. I think that looks so cool when you do that in your videos. Okay, what's been the the best part about owning Ocean Beach? Oh man, I would say it. There's there's a lot of rewarding stuff. I mean, the the, the connections and conversations of visibly excited mm-hmm. people every day is a big one. But I think that because the industry, a, a food and beverage brick and mortar with a non-alc focus and just food and coffee, like all of that, staffing, ordering, everything is like completely all-consuming and exhausting yeah. and yeah. your knees go out and like it mm. is hard. So I think one of the number one things I think about it, oh, there's two, like I said, the people are just so excited and it's all day long people coming mm. in visibly excited. So that that's a big part of it. And when they say, thank you so much for doing this, it's like that one just mm. gets me. It's like, oh, mm. like, thanks it's for huge. creating this spray, this space and like letting us know what's good. And I was just like, oh, that's a good one. But oh. the other big one that I think of is despite how hard it is and and taxing and um, it, it, it's that the rest of my life is so completely different because I did this thing. So mm. when I go into consulting, I'm, I know how hard it is, but I know that like the people that are going in to choose to do something like this will completely change the rest of their lives and their careers and their, their, their everything in one of the most amazing ways. And um, so in, in that sense, I would recommend it. And, and that's how I know that like, I, I would do it again. I, I wouldn't necessarily do it again next year, but. <laughs> you three, take a little break, maybe take a yeah, little rest. I'm, I'm going to take a little rest. <laughs> do you need a vacation? You need to go to Hawaii, maybe go back to Hawaii and relax a little bit there. Very uh, no, I, nice place to live. I, um, yeah. Did you ever imagine how it would, how it would change the trajectory of your life? Like every area of it when you gave up alcohol? Yeah, my whole thing was, um, let's take a year off drinking and see what happens. Um, That's kind of one of my lines. And Mm. I didn't know what exactly was going to happen. And there was a lot of serendipity that happened along the way. So no, I Mm. didn't know it would be that, that, um, that big of a thing. It's, it was being really early on something that has completely changed society. This is a, this is a movement, like a real one, like one that, really affects a lot of people like you can start seeing things now and feeling things like if you see somebody drinking like i don't know quickly or a lot Mm -hmm. or even on movies you know yeah it was like it's like ooh, you know we don't it's becoming a little passe maybe you know it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a movement is when you see the way that they cast movies is different now right like you can visibly see because there was a movement about equality and casting. 
and then like Me Too movements and and the mental health movement and and all these things like changed the way that society did something. That is what we definitely have right now. Agree. And 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 to be in the in the really early stages of that is like just the most amazing thing that isn't it? Yeah, it is just it's so cool. It's the best. It's totally the best. Yeah. I had no idea when I started making mocktails, mocktails and fiddling around in my kitchen making videos. <laughs> like the, it was the start of something so much so fun. And to meet so many wonderful people and this community is is not as big as you'd think, you know. There's it's not it's so great to meet meet people one on one. If I can add something to that real quick too, because you kind of mentioned it before, and I just think it's one of the most important things is that is the fun part. And the, the number one fear in drinking less or not drinking at all and choosing to do that in your life is that it's not going to be as fun. What I see every single day is visibly excited people coming into this shop being like, oh my goodness, like this is all the stuff. Oh, I didn't know there was so much. Oh, this is so cool. It's like, you want to try something? It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. whoa. It's like, yeah, sit down. We make cocktails. Like, check this out. And they're like, <laughs> this is so great. Like, I can have a drink and it doesn't have to have alcohol in it. And it's like, it yeah. really, really doesn't. Getting together, being social, have somebody making a drink for you, like with friends, it being absolutely beautiful, like you just want to take a picture of it, and then it's complex and interesting and undersweet and garnished, all nice. That whole thing is like they're I can see on their face, they're visibly excited. So if you're yeah. thinking about cutting back or you're thinking about not drinking at all, um, go yeah. for it. There's there's no there's all kinds of stuff um, to check out and get excited about. And, and just watch what happens. I thought the fun would be over and I thought there was nothing good to drink if I wasn't pouring Chardonnay every evening. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're thinking the fun is over. Maybe you're thinking, what on earth will I drink if I'm not drinking? So join me and the members of Thriving Alcohol Free with Mocktail Mom. We are a community of like-minded women supporting one another. Not a sober program, just a place to connect and have a good time to make some new friends that you can drink with. We have weekly happy half hours. We have daily connections, touch points where you can be supported wherever you are on your alcohol-free journey. There is no shame, whether it's day one or day 1000, or you're just sober, curious, and you want to see what would this be like if I wasn't drinking? What options are there? So join us. Thrivingalcoholfree.com is the direct website, or you can go to mocktailmom.com and just click on membership. And I would love to share with you some more details or reach out and we would love to be of support to you. Big time cheers. It's shocking for people like that there's still really good things to drink. Obviously come to Ocean Beach Cafe and there's a complex non-alcohol cocktails, <laughs> beautiful garnishes, and um, and that the fun is not over, right? I thought my life was going to be over. Like, how am I going to relax? How am I going to chill out? How am I going to mom? How am I going to be a business owner, you know, if I'm not drinking alcohol, I'm not drinking my wine every night. So yeah, it's an amazing life change for people, even if it's just a little break or just take a little break and see what happens. Yeah. Like the, you did. The, the body gets used to it and give it a couple few weeks, you know, it's, there's there's yeah. two things going on with with um with with 
stopping drinking, there's alcohol, which is a dopamine spiker, and it's a it's an addictive substance. But then also the the ritual and the pattern, that's like up there. That yeah. if and if you if you just like stop doing it and you create a new pattern, you're 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 dealing with the the threads that have been uh, woven for pattern and ritual, which are massive. But so is alcohol. So it's like these two things, but. The, the body and brain is totally capable of adapting. It's like you can give it some weeks and like you can get other things and, and they will like totally scratch the itch. You're going to be fine. You're going to be more focused and clear and sleep better and all that stuff too. All of it, all of it. It's so true. I think for, I think for so many, it's like that, it's that ritual of like, well, this is what I do. I'm cooking dinner, so I'm pouring a drink or this is what we do. We get together with friends. So to still have that ritual, but without the alcohol, you know, like you said, it scratches that itch, definitely. Um, okay. Um, what about non-alcoholic beers? I, I feel like I don't want to even ask you like your favorites because it's like <laughs> I always feel so bad asking people that question, but I do want to know like, are there like some top ones that like or ones like you say, like, oh, say that are accessible maybe for people like out, you know, grocery stores, kind of like middle America people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things that are available oh, that aren't so I mean, specialty. Because there's so, so many, there's so many keep coming out. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two answers on that because okay, I, good. So I brewed beer for a long time. I really like to geek out on okay. uh, my, my beer selection, and I like to find stuff that like nobody's heard of that is the best and coolest thing oh ever. Gosh. So I'm gonna give an answer okay, um, on that, and then Great. I'm also gonna give an answer on th- something that might be a little bit more accessible. Okay. And Great. Um, so first answer. Um, I'm getting really excited about um, about what Go Brewing just did, and okay. they're about 30 minutes outside of Chicago. And it just from the looks of it, I'm pretty sure they spent millions on their establishment. Uh, it opened in January, and they have like event space and all this crazy, amazing looking stuff, and the staff, and the lab in the brewery, and all this really cool stuff, and their packaging. And their beers are just amazing because they, they, if you look at their menu on their site, it's like, these are all their non-alcoholic beers and they have like 12 right now. And then like in a small section underneath that, um, like an afterthought, there's like 6.2% alcohol IPA. And I was like, you guys are so cool. Rockstars. Just, they're just, they're badasses. And I just love seeing what they're doing and I'm stoked, um, to, to, to keep trying their new stuff and they're just getting better and better. So that's something kind of awesome. cool. Go Brewing awesome. is, is, is um, I'm fond of that right now. And then I think if you wanted something that was accessible and um, you could see yourself drinking a 12-pack um, in a month, the subscription to Athletic is really great because um, they have like four or five that you might see in Whole Foods, which are great. The, the free wave is amazing. And the Run Wild is amazing. Uh, but if you subscribe to them for 25 bucks a month, that gets you the two six-packs, but it gives you an email that lets you know the four or five or six other ones that they do in any given month. And those are always super fresh. You don't see them for sale retail. They show up at your door. Cool. And um, you can choose to, to get them or not. And, um, that's kind of a neat thing. Cause honestly, I'm really like really into trying new things at all times. And I've been that yeah. way for like 18 years. So <laughs> I, I kind of want to like 
give a little inside scoop that, yeah, I, I, I did mention athletic, they make amazing beers, but it's the stuff that people don't even see that are like mind blowingly delicious. Really, it's really, really, really good stuff. Okay. That's so good to know. Okay. How about, that's so good. And I'm not far from Chicago. I'm about maybe three hours, I think from Chicago. So maybe I can make a road trip up to um, go brewing. I was up at um, Generation NA in Lafayette, Indiana. They were oh, on the- Nice. Yeah. Which was so fun. I felt like a kid in a candy store, which is exactly how I'd feel if I came out to Ocean Beach, like to your cafe, I would just be, I'd go nuts. Um, okay. What about wines? Are there non-alcoholic wines that you enjoy? Yes, um, great question. Probably the number one thing that gets talked about um, in in my shop, I sell about two cases of wine a day and I only bring in the best of the best stuff in the world. The best of the best that I taste. I try to taste as many as I can, but I'm super particular about what comes in. So every bottle I have on my shelf is going to like, should be mind-blowingly delicious. Most non-alcoholic wine isn't that good. (laughs) <laughs> and um, there's some really, really good stuff that's come out. So top there of is. my list right now, uh, Prima Pave has just got to take it. And Prima Pave, um, it's an Italian man based in LA, but he's very, he's also very Italian. And the machines that they use is what makes them superior. Typically, vacuum distillation is the process of dealcoholization. But if you have a reverse osmosis machine, like the science shows that it just it's just a superior method. That's what okay. Prima Pave is. That's why it's so freaking good. And okay. they just came out with mini bottles, which is a game changer. Oh, that's um, huge. Because that will actually be able to break into bars and restaurants, which is amazing because like non-alk wine is so popular and it's so hard to get it into um, bars and restaurants. But next to that, Sovi here in California. Love the Sovi. Yes. He was in the shop yesterday because he's essentially he? lo- he's local for me. Yeah, kind of local. Yeah. Napa ain't far away. And no, no. He's so experienced in the process from the vineyard to the fermentation to the dealk machine. He just, he's had so many batches and vintages at this point. And that's what makes the difference because there's a thousand decisions to be made and he's made them all a bunch of times. And he now, he just has amazing products that the reserves that they do once a year are, are so he's, good. he's so good. They just bottled their red. Am I right? They just they, did red? Yeah, you know, he just, just, he just showed the me the again? can. It's actually sitting in a box. I got to go try it because. Oh, really? Pretty much all of the non-alk red wines pretty much are just kind of like, ah, it's just missing the thing. It's just not all the way there. I know it won't be that way for long. There's some that are that are cool, but like, uh, just like I said, I'm just I'm just really particular, and yeah. that's that's an education thing that I do is just letting people know that specifically red wine grape skins in the dealcoholization process. There's just more that gets taken out. That's why most of the reds are just like ah. Eh. There's been some really good ones. Noel mm-hmm. had an amazing one when they first came out. Uh, the Luminara is great. I, I'm not I hes- not mm-hmm. hesitant to share that with folks. The Wine Alternatives is a big conversation right now, mm-hmm. um, as as a new category where it's it's not it's not dealcoholized wine. It it wasn't created in the first place, and it's really interesting, uh, progressive and innovative stuff. It's like they have some reds in that world that are really complex and interesting. 
Those are the things that Michelin-starred restaurants are getting in and chefs are drinking and getting super inspired by. So think of wine alternatives as well. Like the Jukes, you mean? And like Proxies, is that what you mean? Yep. Yep. Like okay. What, what Proxies is doing is is really okay. interesting and cool stuff. Okay. When you serve the wine, the red wines at Ocean Beach, do you chill them a little bit or or not? Like I know, like I, I do drink the reds a little bit cold or um, I'll, I'll actually put it over ice sometimes with Fresca and make like a little sangria. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, how about for you when you serve the reds? I, I do actually. I, I think... Mm-hmm. I, I keep everything in a, I have a really cool refrigerator at, um, mm-hmm. at my bar and I have everything just sitting in there and yeah, it's, um, I, I've always enjoyed a chilled red wine myself and okay. even alcoholic ones. Yeah. Like, it, okay. they, yeah, they say like 68 degrees is nice, uh, for, okay. not, for, for like alcoholic reds, for example. Okay. And, um, I've, oh, while we're on that subject, I found that okay. a non-alk red wine, like the one from Naughty's pretty cool, especially after it's been open for a couple of days. It, it actually improves. It gets like okay. a little more like leather to it and some interesting like old world flavors, which I think is okay. amazing. Um, so th- don't be scared about, oh, it's the second day or even the third day. Like I'm telling you, like there's something about it I really like um, just as a little pro tip. Let it sit. Okay. I love that pro tip. And do you aerate the wines when you pour them? I don't, uh, but it's definitely worth doing an experiment. And no non-alcoholic red wine is created equal. And again, you can almost, I mean, I, I just have to say it, the way I've tasted it is, is they're, just, they're just not there yet. Um, but it's, it's just, uh, there's something about to happen in the next month or two, I think is going to change the whole red wine game. So just give it a little bit really? more. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you're right down the road, so you know. You're right down the road from Napa. You know exactly what's happening out there. So, okay, Josh, any last advice, tips, anything for somebody maybe thinking about opening up a shop, somebody thinking about going alcohol-free? Yeah, don't don't be scared and Mm. don't think it's not going to be fun. It's like, like, oh, it's going to be boring. It's like, well, boring people are boring. It's like, just kind of think of like how you are now and just like a little bit more optimized and the healing that happens in the brain. I learned this one in rehab. It changed my life too. I thought Mm -hmm. the body fleshed stuff out after a few weeks, you know, that's just how it worked. And it was like, no, look at the brain scans at three months and six months. And then one year, it was unbelievable between six months and one year. um, The the brain just lights up in healing. And that, that changed my life. I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I'm going for this whole year. Um, in, in my first year and the six month mark is a good one. It just, everybody talks about this, like, whoo, everything just kind of like really lights up after six months. Like just, just, just go for it. If, if that was such a big, a big part of your life, like take, take it out and Mm -hmm. and be excited about it and then see what fills up, see what fills up that void. There's nothing to lose there, but there really is. It could be everything to gain. And, um, Mm -hmm. I'd, I highly recommend it for anybody. I love that. There's nothing to lose and there's everything to gain. They're, that's so true. So true. Yeah. And the, the healing that happens in our brains and the, brain health is everything, right? If we don't have our brain health, we have nothing, you know? 
Okay, Josh, I absolutely love meeting you. I feel like I've just spent time with an absolute rock star in our industry. I have. And I thank you so much for your time and for for joining me today on the podcast and um, just for all that you do for those of us in the the sober world, the non-alcoholic space and for everybody beyond. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for putting this together. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it looks like on the outside. So thank you for saying that. And usually just got my head down and just trying to mm. see how many things I can get done in a day, but excited to do it and looking forward to doing a whole bunch of more stuff in the future when I'm traveling a lot and just like doing really? a bunch of really rad stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we are going to be watching. I can't wait to see, see what the future has for you. Stay tuned. Big time cheers to you for tuning in to the Thriving Alcohol-Free Podcast. I hope you will take something from today's episode and make one small change that will help you to thrive and have fun in life without alcohol. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social, send up a flare, or leave a rating and a review. I am cheering for you as you discover the world of non-alcoholic drinks and as you journey towards authentic freedom. See you in the next episode.